the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Happy New Year and good morning. I'm Dottie Herman and I hope that you've had a wonderful holiday. I'm a little crazed over this week. You're listening to Iron Real Estate and we are the only show on talk radio that is all about real estate and all the million of things that have to do with real estate, which is in this new decade is still just about everything. And housing is one of the things that has led us to this pandemic. It's been Kind of like actually, it's been really like off the wall. No inventory, but it's, it's definitely a seller's market. There's more buyers, and we it looks like we are going to continue that way into 21, where it looks like we will have the most amount of sales nationally that we've had for 40 years, and so that is a lot. So, at least among some of the bad things that are happening, that's a good thing. Um, Ace, our friend Ace, um, who's the VP at Citizens Bank, is um, in Hawaii. So enjoy Hawaii, Ace, and he'll be back next week, and Tom will be taking his place from Citizens. And, of course, my co-host, Stephen Ebert, who is partner in Barton LLP, one of the top law firms in the city with a specialty in real estate. Good morning, Steve. Do I have you? Or yeah, no, I'm here. Can you hear me, Donnie? Yeah, I can. I, you know, I'm I'm in Florida actually. I uh, did what I didn't want to do. I didn't want to take a plane uh, because I was nervous about it. Because I told you, I told everybody, I, I few lung issues, but I did. Sure. I was able to get the vaccine here. Uh, it's a lot less red tape than New York, so um, I did. <laughs> I did, and. Um, you know, maybe I'll probably take the second one in New York, with, but because they don't give New York, I know that for those few health workers I knew that did get it already, they got a second date. They give you a second date. They don't do that here, but um, I was able to get it, and I was like third or fourth on the pecking list, so I didn't want to wait till March. And so for those who didn't have it, so far I had it yesterday. It was like no big deal. I didn't even feel a pinch, and you know, I just had a sore arm for a little bit, but. That's where I am, um, and that's why I came. But um, I'm happy that I did it. But I still want to thank Citizens Bank, which works with Douglas Elliman in a, as a preferred lender. Citizen is one of the nation's oldest and largest financial institutions, and we thank them for their support. They all always support their customers by providing an integrated experience 
and include mobile and online banking and a 24-7 customer contact center. You can easily find more information at citizensbank.com. Citizens has opened a COVID-19 resource center, and they want you to know that they're there for you. They understand the tremendous amount of financial and personal stress the COVID-19 crisis has caused, and hopefully it'll be kind of fading away within the next year. If you need relief or have any concerns or questions about your financial situation, please contact them. It's helpful services and resources, which include economic impact payments, stimulus payments, financial hardship payments, assistance, online and mobile banking, so you never have to leave your home. Today at 11, we'll be joined by Stephen Moranis. Stephen Moranis is a strategic and seasoned real estate leader with broad international experience in the private, public, and nonprofit sectors, as well as being real, as well as being a real estate columnist. He was the youngest president of the Toronto Regional Real Estate Board with over 58,000 members and was a director of the Canadian Real Estate Association. He has previously been a real estate broker in both Ontario and Florida. So he holds an MBA and two degrees from the university. He's pretty smart. That's all I have to say. Anyhow, he co-wrote he co-writes the weekly Hayda Moranis Bulletin, which is a financial post, and he'll give us um, a little insight of how he sees things and how they see it as in, in Canada as face of the economy there. Um, you can reach me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram or email me at Dottie at DottieHerman.com. Or follow our new Facebook page, Ion Real Estate, with exciting news and more. And by the way, if you miss any of our sessions, if you go on the Facebook page of Ion Real Estate, you'll be able to get any sessions that you missed. If you have any questions, please call us at 866-970-9622. We'd love to hear from our listeners. That's 866-970-9622. Uh, of course, today is January 9th, and in 1957, I will tell you what happens on this day. The British Prime Minister, Sir Anthony Eden, resigned from office following his failure to retake the Suez Canal from Egyptian sovereignty. In 1992, the Assembly of the Serb People of Bosnia and, and proclaimed the creation of Republic. I can't even, sir, I can't even pronounce it. Well, they became a new state with Yugoslavia. And in 2007, Apple CEO Stephen Jobs introduced the original iPhone and a Macworld keynote in San Francisco. And if today is your birthday, you share it with the Duchess of Cambridge, Catherine, and Richard Nixon, the 37th President of the United States, and Jimmy Page, who I really don't know who he is, but I assume he's a musician. Now, today, by the way, Stephen, I don't know if you know this, but I looked it up. Today is National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. Okay, so I think that's a new one. I don't remember them having this before. But January 9th, partnering organizations in support of law enforcement offices nationwide will promote National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day, which is called LEAD, L-E-A-D for short. In light of recent negativity directed towards law enforcement nationally, this movement is intended to show appreciation to law enforcement officers and recognition for the difficult and sometimes impossible careers that they have chosen in public to service all of us. 
The call to action goes out on January 9th of each year to show support for law enforcement. Anyone who appreciates law enforcement is and is discouraged about the negative attention being given to law enforcement is encouraged to take time on January 9th to show their support. Now, if you want to show your support, um, from what I'm told and what I've read, support can be shown in a number of ways. And number one, you can wear blue clothing, anything blue, in support of law enforcement. You can send a card of support to your local police department or state agency. You can share a story about a positive law enforcement experience on social media. And you can ask children in the community to write letters to support law enforcement. Um, you can participate in Project Blue Light, which proudly displays your blue light support of law enforcement. And, of course, I don't want to tell anybody to organize a rally. <laughs> I really don't. Because... I mean, it's not funny, but I really don't even want to say that. They do say you can organize an event or a rally in support of law enforcement, but I don't, I don't think anybody should be doing that right now because God knows what it turns into. Advise, you know, and yeah, you might just, you know, might you might if you have a company just or you work, you send out something to your workers, um, or when you see some policemen walking, you might want to say thanks. I am speaking. I don't want to talk too much about I want to really talk about real estate today, but I just have to ask you since it's just like shaking me up so much. What do you think of this whole week that went on? Well, I, I think it's a very unprecedented week, um, to put it mildly. I, I think there is, you know, as, as the expression goes, sometimes there's, there's three sides to every story. Um, you know, the I, I think it's outrageous that people invaded the Capitol building. They put people's lives at risk. They destroyed property. Um, so that should be condemned. I think pretty universally it was, and I think action will be taken against those people. Uh, at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm sad to say I'm also I'm also not shocked um, by it. I think this was also to some degree, a long time brewing. I, I think we, we've seen a year, and this extends you know, beyond COVID, where there is a question of information, there's a question of reliability, there's also a question of symmetry uh, as well. Um, people rightfully condemned the violence, the destruction of property, but also I can say that people are also outraged that the same voice wasn't given across the political spectrum when people occupied and had an autonomous zone in Portland for weeks. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of soul-searching, I think, that needs to go on in the new year um, in really how we're discussing politics and also how we're really – I think we, we need to – if something is wrong, it's wrong. If violence and the destruction of property is wrong, which it is, it should, that should be the case regardless of whether you agree or disagree with a message. And I think that's one of the stories of 2020, that it, it has not been universally addressed. And I think there's some real changes and approach that we need sort of as a country and how we speak to one another and discuss things. Yeah, I was asked by Inman News, um, and I'm, I'm sure that they um, expected something about real estate, but of course, I um, they said like if you had to give one piece of advice 
what would that be? And I um, did, or what would, what do you want to do or impose on people? And I said, what I think happened, obviously there's no excuse for trying to overtake the White House. I mean, but I do feel that there is such hatred and bipartisan and do I actually think it was any, I mean, I think there was a million people that protested that had no intentions of doing anything wrong, just like the last protest we had. I mean, there's always some people that are organizers of, and they push it. Um, I just think that everybody's got to take a deep breath. And now, if, if you're asking me what I want to do, I just want to remind people, let's, let's be together. And and let's not have this division where nobody can talk to each other, where nobody can can have a political difference, where where people respect differences. They don't agree with them, but they respect them, and they don't gloat on them either. I just think it's gotten very ugly, and it's polarized this country. Uh, but I do believe that the power of people and and of of the Americans, we can pull this together. And we can be one. And don't let politics get in the way. I just want to look at the good things that have happened to us. And, you know, hopefully this vaccine will, you know, I don't think it will eradicate this virus, but I think hopefully by the end of next, by the end of 21, I'm hoping that we should see a, a significant slowdown or at least cases that are milder. Because as I expect with the flu, we still have the flu, but hopefully when you have the vaccine, your cases are milder. I just, um, I just feel that I want everyone should take a deep breath and um, try to not let this divide you. Because I'm listening to the media, which I do. You know, I listen to all the stations, and there's still a lot going on of hatred and this and that. And I think it's time to it's be over. So with that, that's what I have to say. Politics. Um, the news of the new releases of the Ellen reports um, in New York, there was, you know, this is good real estate in New York, new signed contracts. Now, when we say signed contracts, there's a difference between closed deals where they actually closed and meaning that ownership was transferred. A signed contract is giving you much more current news. A signed contract is you look at a house, Stephen looks at a house, he decides he wants to buy it. He puts his money down. He signs a contract, and then he has to wait three or four months to get a mortgage. So we're giving you news that is really, when I give you signed contracts, that's very different than closings in the sense that they're much more current and what's happening right this moment. So in New York, okay, new, car, new signed contracts for co-ops and condos rose. For the first time since the lockdown ended, which was what, May? May around May? While townhouses have continued to exceed, okay, they've gone higher than years ago levels since September. And the reason that's so is because townhouses basically, there's not many of them in New York. I think it's like 2%. But they're private. So obviously with the COVID, you know, people wanted to have, you know, private. They didn't want big buildings. Co-op and condo new listing inventory has fallen year over year for the third straight month. Now, that's good when it says inventory is less. And the reason why that's good is because we have an overabundance. We have too many listings. 
So that's good. In Brooklyn, new signed contracts for all three property types were more than triple the level seen a year ago this period. So that's great news. Continuing the streak. New listing inventory saw significant gains but was overshadowed by new signed contract growth by a multiple of three to four times. So things are moving there. People are signing contracts. Long Island, new signed contract activity for each property type rose year over year for the six straight months. So that's great news for Long Island. <laughs> As people sometimes fled the city, they moved to Long Island. Modest new inventory gains were significantly overpowered by a Robust new signed contract growth. So people are signing contracts. Now, they, as though the Hamptons is still part of Long Island, we just specified as, a, you know, we just separated anyway. And obviously for the Hamptons, property types rose year over year for the seventh straight month. The, there's a significant gain in new inventory continued to exceed new signed contracts growth in recent months. So there's new inventory coming up. People are figuring if they're going to sell. And let me say this. If you were planning and you live in the suburbs somewhere and you were planning to sell within the next year or two or three, it is a good time to sell now. It is definitely a uh, a seller's market. The north fourth for those of fork, which is the end of Long Island only instead of the south where the Hamptons is, it's north. Um, new inventory declined, so there's not a lot of new inventory, but property types rose for the seventh straight month also. So the Hamptons and the Norfolk all went up, Long Island went up. In Westchester County, you're, are you in Westchester, Steve? You're oh, Westchester? yeah, I, I am in Westchester. I'm right, I live near the uh, Element Katona office in northern Westchester. Oh, Katona, I love Katona. Well, new sign contract activity in Westchester for each property type, for every property type, rose sharply year over year for the six straight months. So, modest new inventory, new inventory gains, which means that the contracts rose for the six straight months, but there's not a lot of new inventory. So, if you're looking in Westchester, you if you find something you like, you better grab it. It's okay. a great. It's a great. Uh, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make a slightly biased endorsement. It's a great place to live. <laughs> it is. It is. And how far you know from the city? It's not really. It, it, it's really it. not far. You know, and, and it depends where in the county. Uh, it's anywhere from 25 minutes to a little over an hour, depending upon where you are in the county to drive in, or plenty of trains. Um, and uh, it, it's great. Um, and, uh, it is look, great, and, Westchester. And, great schools, great place to live. Close to the city, close enough that you don't really have to, you know, you can hop in and out. Great yeah. place to raise a family. And if you if you go further, because Fairfield County, the same thing. It's a sixth straight month of rising, and inventory falls, which is not a lot of new inventory, as there's not a lot in Westchester. And when there's not a lot of new inventory, and there's more buyers. Okay, when then they have houses for sale, it means you get a pre-qualified, make sure you you, you get pre-qualified, have your credit in, in, in check, and be ready to buy because there's bidding wars. Greenwich, selling, well, Greenwich, which was actually before the pandemic when everything was still up, uh, Greenwich really was kind of on, you know, kind of like doing nothing. Uh, but now... 
it shows gains and triple levels of the same month last year. And new listings for both property types were up over the same period. Um, but the growth has changed. I mean, the growth is significant. Do we have a commercial or am I losing it? Well, you guys better tell. Oh, okay. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. relieffactor.com. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers who are making buying decisions for the new year. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust, at a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion, there is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Katz Roundtable. John Katzimatidis, the personification of the American dream, who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers every Sunday morning at 8 a.m., you won't just hear partisan spin. You'll hear directly from the newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. On the Cats Roundtable, you won't just hear about politics. You'll hear about science, business, education, animal rights, and any other topics that you're interested in. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning, starting at 8 on AM 970. The Answer. Take AM 970 The Answer anywhere you go with our mobile app. Get in on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Radio.com. 
Want to know how to improve the quality of your life simply through good nutrition? Tune into the Balance of Nature radio show every Sunday afternoon at 4 and hear success stories from actual people as well as information from experts and doctors alike. Everyday people all over the world are realizing the power and benefits of good nutrition, but few are accomplishing it. Join Balance of Nature founder Dr. Douglas Howard Sunday afternoons at 4 on AM 970, The Answer. Hey, this is Ben Shapiro, and my show is the fastest-growing conservative talk show and podcast in America. Our show is fast-moving, hilarious, hard-hitting, and comprehensive. We bring you all the news you need and all that deep background information you want to properly understand the news. And we're not afraid to ruffle feathers along the way. We'll fight corruption and character assassination, laugh at stupidity together, because there's always enough stupidity to go around. And most of all, we'll fight for facts. Tune into the Ben Shapiro Show every day. Afternoons at 5 and evenings at 9. With special airings Wednesdays at 4 p.m. on AM 970, The Answer. It's I on real estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Um, yes, we're back. You're listening to I Am Real Estate. Um, I'm here with Stephen Ebert, and uh, Tom Drew will be joining us uh, because Ace is in lovely Hawaii. Okay, and he wrote, oh, don't worry. Like, I'm sorry I'm going to miss the show. I said, no, that's quite all right. We'll cover for you. Enjoy Hawaii. Uh, but I was going through the contracts, and just to sum up what I already said is any of the suburbs, any of the things that surround Manhattan, whether it's Westchester County, whether it's Connecticut, Fairfield, uh, Long Island, all contracts up. The, you know, they're, they're, we're all, they're up usually six to seven months consecutively, meaning that people are moving out. Okay. Um, now, I want to just say this, and we'll talk about this. I just want to finish the contracts up, and then we're going to talk about Manhattan. Because that doesn't say that nobody's moving in Manhattan. I'm going to give you what's going on in Manhattan, which is pretty significant also. Um, in Florida, just to give you places that a lot of our New Yorkers go, uh, Miami, Palm Beach County, new signed contract for single families and condo doubled from year a year ago with greater growth seen in the upper price trenches. They don't have a lot of new inventory. So, again, when you have more buyers than you have inventory, you, you have what you call a seller's market. Palm Beach County, um, I told you Broward, condos um, growth continued to outpace single-family growth, and there's large year-over-year gains. Miami-Dade, same thing. Uh, condos rose in Miami at nearly three times the rate of single-family new sign contracts, um, which generally mean more gains in higher-priced trenches. New listings for condos fell sharply. So, again, they're not getting more inventory. They're selling faster than they're getting replacing inventory, which seems to be the, the, uh, whole, the, the whole gamut is what's happening Hillsborough County and Florida new sign contracts for single family showed stability while condos showed modest gains. Now, I don't think many of you are moving to uh, California, but again, contracts, condos outperformed to single family homes, okay, but new inventory again for both properties fell sharply, so they don't have inventory. Now, when we get to Manhattan, Okay, and um, 
These are the now remember what I'm telling you, these are contracts. So these are very current. This is what's happening right this minute. These are not closings where you have to wait three or four months until they get a mortgage closed. Co-ops and condos. After lagging the region's sales trends during the COVID era, Manhattan sales levels surged, okay? In Manhattan, sales surged from the prior quarter. But of course, they remained short of level reached in the same period a year ago. They're still less than they were a year ago, but they surged in the last quarter. Uh, the number of sales surged from the prior quarter, but just fell short a little from a year ago. The price trend indicator showed mixed results from prior year levels. So sales kind of improved, but you can still find deals in Manhattan. If you are planning to be in Manhattan or you have a place in Manhattan and you want to trade up or trade down, it's a good time to do it. Medium resale prices slipped for the fifth time in six quarters. So you can get good deals in Manhattan, but the number of contracts are growing. So more and more people are coming back. And let me just say this. I'm in Florida, and I, the weather's great. There's nothing to be uh, not nice about this weather, okay? And everyone's walking and going to the beach. And I've been here two days. And all I said to myself is, oh, this is great. I love this weather for now. But I'm sorry I love New York still. And I love the diversity of New York. And I love the differences in New York. And I, I just don't think I'd want to go to the sun. I mean, I love to be in the sun when you're in the cold to get out. But I love the seasons. So, um, But there was a significant, in, in Manhattan, there was a significant year-over-year uptick in condo sales above the $5 million threshold, particularly in new developments. So we're seeing that move. But that was pretty at a stop. Luxury medium sales prices rose annually. So now luxury properties are starting to go up in price. And um, northern Manhattan, which I don't want to spend all day on this, but northern Manhattan apartment sales surged for the prior quarter while townhouses shifted to larger size sales. So people bought townhouses. Um, the number of co-ops and condos surged but still remained short of, of a year ago. And obviously, because we were so hard hit in Manhattan, it's not at the numbers it was a year ago, but it's really starting to move. We were virtually at a standstill where people were just not doing anything. And then I watched all the savvy buyers and the buyers that weren't come in uh, and buy while they could get good prices because before you know it, they'll be up. Townhouses, oh, okay, now townhouses, overall price trends indicator rose above year levels, and uh, you knew that. And for the average sales price decrease, now listen to this. And don't feel, when I used to go to, when I, well, when I go to groups that like our CEOs or, 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 you know, groups of real estate people from across the country and different companies, but I'm from New York, and I had to tell them, oh, our sales price decreased on co-ops from a million one three seven to a million one three six. You feel sorry for us? I mean, the prices are still high. Medium sales price decreased. That was the average sales price, but the medium sales price decreased to eight fifteen from nine twenty two nine hundred twenty two thousand. 
the discount. So when you think you're going to steal something on that, you're going to get a nice deal. But the discount from the asking price, when they say discount price, what they mean is whatever the asking price is, the amount that you end up buying it for is what the discount price. And they said the discount price decreased from usually it was about 4.8, and now it decreased to about 6.9. So it's a little under 7% off of what the ask was. Transactions over a million dollars decreased from 38% to 39%. I mean, so it's really, uh, it's really not. New York is really starting to come back. Uh, 76% of co-op sales are financed, which 83% are contingent on financing. Uh, now, here's where we got hurt, and that's because the borders, are, you know, the people are not traveling right now. 4% of the buyers are international. So here's the good news. The good news are New Yorkers and people from the United States are buying New York. Um, I remember, I don't know, Steve, how many years ago when you heard, oh, it's only foreign buyers. Remember, is that how many years ago was that? Like in a, uh, maybe 10 years ago where everybody was just saying, oh, it's only foreign buyers. And all the sellers were like, we want a foreign buyer because they're going to pay the most money. You know, it's amazing. It's amazing how it cycles through. And by the way, Dottie, I think we also got Tom covering in from a for Ace from Citizens also on the phone now too. Thank you, Tom. We knew you were coming in. We just weren't sure what time you were calling in, and thank you for being here. As I told everybody at the beginning of the show, uh, Tom Drew is filling in for Ace, and he's from Citizens. A big shot there, and uh, we said, Ace, don't worry about it. We'll forgive you and just enjoy Hawaii. But thank you, Tom, for joining us. We were just talking about how much growth we've had since the pandemic in all the boroughs around Long Island, well, Manhattan, and and what Florida has done. A lot of people went there. And now that Manhattan is really starting to come back. And, Steve, what are you seeing in Manhattan firsthand? Not by report, these numbers are very, very accurate, and they are very, very timely because they are today's numbers. They don't lag three or four months. What do you see? So there's definitely, first of all, there's definitely there? activity. That's that's number one. I mean, and I have some deals. You know what? I'm representing a seller. Um, we just sent out a second contract. There's a bidding warrant of property. Did that yesterday. Um, obviously, one transaction is not a sample size. But there's definitely momentum. You also, when talking to the agents, you see that there's a pickup in the way in which their clients are talking about things. So there's definitely an increase. You know, here's what I would say, and I'd warn anyone, anyone who sort of does the extremes, right? You made the comment about the farm buyers. I only want this. I only want that. It's sort of like, it's sort of like food. You want a balanced diet. Right. Anyone who says it's just one extreme or another, you know, they, they're seeing a narrow snapshot and they're missing the window. Um, I, I, we're getting music for a break, but after the break, I'll, I'll give yes, a few more examples. Yes, we're going to have a break, but we're going to continue talking about the, the market, okay? Because we're going to have the hottest year in real estate. Have you ever wanted to learn a new language like French, Spanish, or Russian, but thought it would be too difficult and time-consuming? Then go to Babbel.com and try it for free. Babbel works because it's built around real life 
It teaches you everyday practical conversations that you will actually use. In 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. Babbel uses a modern conversation-based technique that makes language engaging, fun, and memorable. It starts by teaching you words and phrases. Then, sentences gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations about real-life topics. Babbel is created by language experts who use the space repetition method to help you learn quickly and remember what you learned. With Babbel, you can speak a new language. Babbel, language for life. Start the new year with a new language. Get up to 60% off now at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. Oh, I love it. I love it. You know what? I listen to a lot of talk radio shows, and I have heard your commercials for years. And I said, you know what? Let me give it a shot. I work in the schools, in elementary schools. So I took your product. I freaking love it. I have more (laughs) energy than I ever had. And I just feel so much better taking it. I certainly have had success with the balance of nature. I have more energy than I've ever had before, and I just feel so much better. I, you know, I just do, and I think I look better, and it's all about fruits and vegetables, you know. I am doing pretty good. I love balance of nature. The energy is really, really good, you know, and I can tell the difference if I don't take it. I'm a dentist, and I'm on my feet all day, but my energy is holding all the way until the end of the day. I used to come home from work and basically sit on the couch and die, (laughs) you know, and that don't happen now. I do have more energy. It's easy to notice. I am just feeling so good. I can't even describe to you how wonderful I feel. My energy level is more like it was 20 or 30 years ago. It's much, much better. So I am feeling really good. It is amazing to me that fruits and vegetables which God has given us are healing my body. I'm going to take this the rest of my life, you know. I really am. I'm a customer for life. It is amazing. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751 or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code the answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in iHeart, Alexa or radio.com. Hi everybody, this is Dennis Prager. I'm headed back to Israel in October 2021 for a 10-day Stand With Israel tour of the key sites and best places meant to give you an unprecedented view of a world you've likely only read or heard about. Come home inspired, renewed, and empowered by the experience. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity. Come with me in 2021 by calling 855-565-5519 or book online at standwithisraeltour.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and we're in the middle of talking about what's going on and the sales activity in New York and the surrounding areas, and, and maybe I'll give you, I gave you some about California and Florida, 
and we're going to talk um, a little about um, the top markets during a post-COVID environment. Um, but before I do that, I have a caller. And remember, you can call us with any of your questions at 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. And I believe I have Tom on the line from Long Island. Good morning, Tom. Yes, uh, good morning. Um, I was helping a family member um, close on a house on eastern Long Island, and we were just wondering um, how is uh, closing changed because of COVID? And then five tips. For what's negotiable at this you know, later stage when you've just got a date for closing you know, a month out? And what is different in winter if it's, there's a pool involved, too? Okay, wait. Slow down. So you, you're, you're helping a relative who's closed. And when you say the east end, are you talking about the Hamptons or yes. or around that yes. area? Okay. So when are you supposed to close? A couple in two months? Yes. Okay. So now your question is, what's, there's nothing different about the closings there. It's New York State, and closings are the same way that they are on regular Long Island. And the Hamptons, like um, if you if you bought something on Long Island, it's the same way. Um, maybe Steve, would you did you put you signed the contract? The person signed the contract. Yes. Okay. And we're just so wondering, now, like, what's it, negotiable? Like, does the fuel, like, it's uh, heating oil? Does it have to be on a half tank oh, or full, oh, oh. or is it? How does that, things like that work? And Steve, you want to cover too. that? Sure, sure, absolutely. Happy to help. Now, now you're representing the family. You're an attorney, but maybe you don't do real estate often. Is that no? Just a family member that's helping her. He's a family sure. member just gotcha. trying to help them out. Sure, sure. Okay, so a few things. Uh, number one, you got it. Obviously, depends what the contract says um, on some of these adjustments and what can be negotiated. But so I'm going to make some general comments, but do keep in mind it's all tempered by what the actual contract says. On a things should be negotiated on a per diem basis on taxes, right? Um, water, if it's private, it's just paid. If it's municipal, it's adjusted. And with fuel, it is incumbent on the seller to get a reading. And either they'll read the current amount, or what they'll do is they'll top it off, and then they will give you a receipt from the fuel oil company saying the value. And then it's a typical direct reimbursement to seller because they're giving you that. So that, that's what's typically done on fuel oil. Okay. Um, similar concept if you have a propane tank, but be very careful. It does make a difference if the seller owns or leases that propane tank, if there is one. Now, as to a pool, you got to be very careful because you really can't check it out in January because, you know, nobody's swimming in January in an outdoor pool, all right? And you can't really see the condition. So this is something that's negotiated. Um, it depends on how much leverage. You know, sometimes money is put aside in escrow to make sure that the pool reopens and is opened without any events or problems. Uh, sometimes, though, they will get a letter from a pool company when you go into contract that's been servicing it about the condition um, because, you know, you want to make sure things like liners are all okay, cleaning equipment's all okay, things like that. Can I so, say something, Steve? Sure. That's how I got hurt when I bought a house. Of, one of the houses I bought years ago, it was winter, so you couldn't see the pool. I mean, it was a big pool. It was covered. And somebody, believe it or not, 
uh, maybe the real estate agent kind of said, you know, I was worried about the pool a little. Like, she shouldn't have told me that, but she did. And, we're, Tom, what I did is, and I didn't negotiate enough, but, you know, you don't have that much leverage. I negotiated to put a certain amount of money aside where they held it until I was able to open up the pool. Now, if you're closing in, say, let's just say February, then you'd have to kind of wait until, you know, the spring before and they'd put some money aside. But some, you know, that's, you're not going to put millions of dollars aside. I mean, you know, and so, you know, in your contract, Stephen, wouldn't it say most things should be in working order? Well, here, so here's the thing. So just a personal disclaimer, I did not represent Dottie on that transaction. Guess for the whole audience. No, he did. <laughs> he did. And if you did, if you did, <laughs> okay, <laughs> you did. But, but truthfully, but, but, you know, but there's not, you, you make a good point as far as pools go because most of the Hampton houses have pools. So I'm assuming this one might. But uh, you can't see them now. Yeah, no, so so yeah, so so the first thing and the, and the biggest problem is you're right, you know, saying that it's in working order. The problem is working order solves half your problem, right? So let's assume that we have money set aside in escrow, and two, let's assume that the standard is that that money stays in escrow till you have a chance to open up the pool and see that it's working. The working order is going to talk maybe about cleaning equipment, maybe a heating element, maybe if there's a jacuzzi, the jet's working, things like that. But the problem, and this is your second risk factor, the pool liner, right? The pool liner is not something that's very hard to argue that it's, quote, working order, but you could have maybe it's starting to go, Right. I mean, That's think of it this way. Me, Steve, and I didn't have enough yeah. money aside, and I ended up having, and I had an Olympic-sized pool. It was a bigger pool than normal, and I had to do that all over again. But there's, yeah. none, I don't know that there was anything I could have done to know that. And and well, this is the this is the constant tension, right? And, and I always joke to clients that look, I'm a lawyer, but really, uh, I'm an insurance person. My job is to minimize your risk. Right. If you think about it, that's what the attorney is doing. And there is a balance. And, and unfortunately, you can't always get it both ways. I can write a contract in which a client could have zero risk. The problem is, will the other side sign it? Right. right. You know, like Dottie said, you can't put a million dollars in escrow. Now, obviously, you're not going to need a million dollars for a pool. But the question is, you might have a seller saying, ah, I'm only going to want to put 5000 in escrow. If you have to redo the entire lining of a pool, $5,000 will not cover it. And that that is part of the negotiation back and forth. And nobody has a perfect answer because it's rare that you can get enough of an escrow in which you could cover every possible contingency. So you have to figure Tom, out where, where to choose your battles on that. You're so right. And, and, and by the way, Steve, I well. You might not want to, but when I buy my next house, you'll be the attorney I use for sure, okay? And I'll be the client of hell, from hell. <laughs> but what I want to say to Tom also is, Tom, you also have to tell whoever it is that you're helping out. You can ask for anything, okay? But it's a very – I'm out in the Hamptons all the time. I happen to have a house there, so I do know the Hamptons. I, I started. I built a 
the Douglas Elliman offices from scratch there. It is very competitive there. So if you ask for too much, okay, that could blow your deal also. So if you want to play around with it, you might say, you know, ask your attorney to see what he can do, whoever you're using, and don't make him make it do this or else. Let him try to see what he can get for the pool. But generally, I, in my experience, and I don't know about yours, but in my, I don't see them ever leave millions of dollars for pool. No. Basically, I see them leave things that are in working order, you know, and then also make sure that you tell your friends or your relatives that when they go for the inspection, and, and right before you close, you go to the home. Make sure they go to the inspection and they have, and they t- turn on every water force that they take the time to do every single thing possible. They turn the dishwasher on. They turn all the appliances on. And, Tom, do you know if they had an engineer's report? Yes, there was one um, completed. And I also was wondering, too, um, it's kind of new. It has solar panels, and she's taking over a lease. Um, I know that's kind of a new dynamic with houses. Can you explain some of that, too? Sure. Um, You've got to be very, very careful, and that lease should be reviewed beforehand because there, there's solar panels are a mixed blessing. And the comment I'm about to make is a legal one, not an environmental one or, or an economic one on, on, on the savings per se. But when, when you lease it, you know, you tend to get more of an upfront benefit than when you own it. This has been my experience. And again, I want to point out, I'm speaking generally, I haven't looked at any of the lease agreement that you have there, right? But you got to look at things like who's responsible for the maintenance? Who's responsible for the savings? Um, is there a time period of the warranty? Does that warranty time period match up with the obligation to keep the panels in work in order or not? Also, what does that mean? Does it damage and impact your roof warranty? Does it increase the likelihood of water penetration? And what happens when you do have to make a roof repair? How do all these items work together? The next thing. I'm assuming that your contract was signed, Tom. It was, is it signed already? Yes, it was signed. Okay, so there's so Stephen... a closed deal. With that. Yeah, so if it was signed already, I don't know what you can negotiate. Well, I, it, let me say this, and this this is a couple perspectives. One, obviously, you should have a conversation with the attorney who did the due diligence to have a conversation internally amongst the family or friend um, to make sure. Because the first thing is you always want to know what the facts are. You know, so many times people ask me for advice, and I say, First thing is, I need to really know the situation for real. Not not what you think it might be, no disrespect to anyone, but let me first look at it because also sometimes I find people take an interpretation, which is opinion, not always facts. I said, first, I want to see the raw facts. So you should talk to the attorney, find out what's going on. I also want to make another general comment to anyone who's looking at doing solar. It's It's a mixed blessing. You want to make sure you have a yeah. smart deal and really look at it carefully. There are some very good deals, um, particularly also for homes with pools. People do get 
they can get a nice savings because pools, if you heat them, that electric cost can add up. So solar could be a very big positive. Um, but owning versus renting is very different, and you want to look into that and, and who really and really what the economics of it are. The last point I want to point out is this, and this is the last perspective I have on a contract. I view it that the role of a buyer's attorney is to turn a contract into Swiss cheese, put as many holes into it as possible. The role of the seller attorney is to box in a buyer as much as possible to complete the closing. Right, That's the big, high-level, conceptual fight between the two parties. Um, find out what's going on. If there is a major problem with the pool or the solar or something else, this is when you go back to the buyer's attorney and say, look, this is where people jokingly say, you know, lawyers look for loopholes, but this is exactly it. You always go back and say, what leverage points do we have in the transaction, in the aggregate, to help really – assert pressure if needed on these points if we're if we have a problem and there should be that full full review on it yeah and at this point though i mean i think since you've signed the contract and i don't know what the obviously steven uh, and i would say we don't know what your contract says but i would tell you this that if you have your attorney call and just say you know you know hopefully um most I don't say all, but I say most people, if there's a major problem, really want to um, disclose. And and as real estate brokers, by the way, just so you know, as a real estate broker, if we knew something, if a a real estate broker knows something about the house or should know it and doesn't know it, they're supposed to, you know, you know, they they would tell you, I would assume, um, that they're supposed to. So at this point, I, I think what I would do is just have my seller's attorney call and, and ask how that works and, and what the deal is with that. Um, but I don't find, again, I hope you're in the same category as most, but I find most of the deals in the Hamptons, for the most part, people are fairly, you know, upfront about it. They might have a few things that they don't disclose, but for most part, um, but I don't know. Is there any other tips you can give them? I, I don't know if there's any other tips I could give you other than whatever you bought in the Hamptons, I'm gonna or your friends bought or your family. I will tell you, you will love it and you'll be happy that you did it. And I do not see prices going down at all. I see prices in the Hamptons going higher. So and people say, well, why would you buy in the Hamptons? You're on Long Island already. And I said, because when I go to exit 70 on the expressway and I get off and I start driving on 27, I feel like I'm in another world and I don't have to hassle getting airline tickets and getting waiting for the kids to be out of school. I could just go. So I think it's a good move. I think you can't go wrong in the Hamptons. And uh, keep us posted on how you make out. And welcome to the Hamptons. Tell your friends. Thank you. You're welcome. And have a good weekend. So anyhow, um, I think we have a commercial, I think, okay, because I'm going to give you the, Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.